Join us again in December when we have finished Stranger Things. Hello, family and friends. Mostly friends. <laughs> and general podcast listening audience. There are friends, right? Friends of the pod. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you listen to this pod, if you're a consistent listener to this pod, we'd probably be friends. You're in You're in the circle of trust. Ooh, I don't... The, the pod circle of trust. The public circle of trust, maybe? Sure. I, I, I think the consistent listeners of this show are absolutely within the pod circle of trust and you know, know what about our own personal circles but anyway <laughs> definitely within the pod circle we can't disappoint people in the pod circle of trust we have to stick by our commitments that's right so on episode 168 of we were gamers we're gonna stick to our commitment to talk about stranger things season three episode three what they have an interesting what would you call it? Uh, marketing, I guess, design for their season. It's not season three. It's just three. Yeah, I think technically it's it's season three. But yeah, they, they bill it as if each, I guess, as if each season were a movie. Like or, a sequel to it. And wow, that is a great statement. Let's come back to that. And I have <laughs> stuff to say. <laughs> a little warning up front. Uh, I, I like that in general, we have a family, family friendly podcast because it's hard out there sometimes to listen to stuff around your kids. We get it. We try. Stranger Things is a horror show. There are certainly some non family friendly elements in this season in particular. Yes. I was just going to kind of say it's going to be too hard to talk about the show and keep it perfectly young kid friendly because it's a tough one this time around they uh they let those kids grow up and they let grown-up things happen to those kids yeah especially yeah. like especially in comparison with the original season if you watched that one this one is different it's so. rough it's rough yeah. so fair warning up front i'll probably mark this with an m tag just to warn people in advance but uh Stranger Things 3, I personally will start off by saying, while the nostalgia for the first season and how amazing it was that that came out of nowhere makes it the best, I think this one's pretty dang good, even though in the middle I was worried. Anyone else? I would agree with you on your rankings. Uh, one, three, two. I think the... The thing that season one has going for it over season three is how much tighter it felt in terms of the story and the episode to episode arcs. This one definitely felt like they had a few good arcs in here and then they kind of took the two ends and were like, eh, let's make it eight episodes instead of five. <laughs> and they pulled it out a little bit. And so you kind of got some places where it felt like characters were spinning their wheels, which I don't remember happening in the first one. Although, to be fair, I didn't go back and rewatch it, so maybe I'm wrong about this. <laughs> you mean you didn't like them singing the entirety of the theme song to the NeverEnding Story? Ah, that part I was fine <laughs> with. The uh, the stuff I wasn't fine with was like 
I think like the middle episodes of this were pretty weak. Mm-hmm. There was definitely a um, a lull. Let's say um, th- the first episode starts out kind of slow, I guess, and we can kind of we won't do every beat of every episode, but the first episode is like a breather. It's like, oh, you know, you made it through last season. That was a tough one. Even though, yeah, they spun their wheels in the middle there too with adding that whole storyline where totally. Eleven goes somewhere else and meets other people like her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. But they kind of start out this one and they're like, well, hold on. They don't, I guess, because they start out with the the Soviets blowing up their own people and trying to open their own gate. Yeah, window dressing, though, really. Yeah, yeah, setting, right, for, okay, this will be important in the future. Um, hey, remember this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we open into, you know, the the summer of 1980, what is it? Five. 85, yeah. And it's full-blown summer, lazy, catching up with everybody after, you know, they're not really doing much. Anyway, uh, Eleven and Mike are... What what I teen teen love teen angst teen I, everything. I, I don't know how I, I don't know that I can qualify this as dating, but they certainly were doing the younger teenage version of dating. <laughs> Pup, puppy love, and I yeah. like how they turn Mike into kind of like a. Ugh, you're kind of a little little uh, dillweed. You gotta shape up, buddy. You know. You know, teenagers are jerks. I feel, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or they can be jerks anyway. Yeah, uh, and definitely this show does a good job of letting the characters kind of grow up from their preteen roots here and into like, hey, they're teenagers now and they're doing, you know, teenage problems and things. And then I would guess around after the end of this, well, the end of this episode, we like Billy gets jacked by what? What is the mind flare? Right, it's flayed. Yes. Um, and that kind of Is came so- out of, of nowhere, right? Like, oh, we're going to start off and like. I think at the end of the second season, you kind of had an inkling that maybe stuff wasn't all the way good still, right? With Will still being sick and there being like, you know, hints that that smoke monster never really went away. But Fair. the. Yeah. They definitely didn't call it the Mind Flayer in season two, did they? I don't recall that. Term. No, they came that. up. They came up with that in this season. Yeah, uh, which was odd, I guess, a little bit because it didn't remind me of a Mind Flayer at first, for sure. Maybe it would later. Uh, so you kind of got the impression things were going to pop off right away, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to recap that one a little bit because then you're right. I think we hit the lull, kind of. Right, almost right away. Almost immediately. You get, get like, Hopper-threatening Mike and, you know, being very protective of Eleven, which, you know, kind of follows his through line there. Uh, And then kind of no more action, really, for a lot of characters. For, you know, four episodes almost. Yeah. I think part of that might be because of the way that they decided to spin this season out into three or four storylines that all merge back together at the end. Rather and each storyline is, yeah, yeah. Each yeah. storyline so is discovering the same things. Right. They're all, they're all finding pieces of the puzzle um, before coming back together. But as a result, you have to spend time developing each one of these storylines. Well, and then the story ends up spending time having each character discover stuff that, like, we, the audience, 
have probably already put together. Okay. And so then it feels in a lot of cases where, you know, like, oh, this is when Dustin and Steve and Robin figure this part out. Or this is when, like, Hopper and, uh, shoot, what's his, Will's mom's name? Joyce, Joyce. and, uh, and, Marie. you know, Marie and Alexi figure this part out. Right. And you're like, but, you know, it's like, no, never can anyone meet until the final climactic showdown and then we get a big, exciting action scene for a couple episodes. Yeah. I guess, uh, since we haven't done it yet, spoilers. Don't, don't <laughs> listen any further at this point. We haven't done any yet, really, but, uh, spoilers. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of get like teams as they go through the thing. And I think it's just pointless to like recap what each team does the whole way through the thing. Um, but suffice to say that, you know, we find out through the course of this that the Russians have come to Hawkins. They've snuck in thousands of people underneath the Starcourt <laughs> somehow. The Starcourt Mall, which appeared within the space of one season, <laughs> and a giant mall, which was erected in, you know, a, a I guess a year or something. They don't make it clear exactly how much time has passed. It, it, I guess it could have been more than a year. Mayor Klein sells out the town to the Russians to get them there. So they do it real fast. Yeah, I guess. Ruining yeah. the downtown or whatever. I um, like that. Um, what's his name? Uh, Mayor Dread Pirate Roberts. Mayor Dread Pirate Roberts <laughs> is in this, yeah. Carrie Ellis. Yeah, Carrie Ellis. He was uh, really. Really hamming it up in this. As he did a good guy. job. It, it they needed just a dirtbag. Yeah, they needed him. They needed him because he can play that sleaze. Yeah, uh, to yeah. sit across from Hopper and really get you into the mood of like, oh yeah, police brutality. Let's do it. Because <laughs> like you know, to be honest, police brutality is a tough sell sometimes, uh, especially uh, these days. <laughs> these yeah. days, um, but you know the. Hopper has his lovable dad uh, persona going in full force in multiple points in this season. Uh, I mean, they literally put him good. in a Hawaiian shirt this whole season. I know. Yeah. It's great, actually. <laughs> Although that that being said, I feel like for the first couple of episodes, they did make him a little more insufferable than normal. I think intentionally, right? They really yes. wanted to. Yeah, because when, you know, we'll get into it, but then he gets, you know. He gets checked by the Russian assassin. And oh, a lot man. of his insufferability comes back around when you're like, okay, dad, you're like very clearly being a jerk to these teens and they're not going to react well to this. Yeah. And then Joyce is even like, you're doing this wrong, Hopper. <laughs> like, you know, mm -hmm. and then, you know, he immediately does exactly the opposite of what she says. Let's talk about that Russian for a second. Since we were on the star court and the Russians, um, they did a thing in this show where they had many multiple references to 1980s films. Mm -hmm. One of yep. them being the Terminator. Oh, yeah. yeah. And him. Back to the Future. Yeah. A lot of Back to the Future references. Sure. I mean, full on clips from Back to the Future in <laughs> the, the movie, which was kind of shocking, honestly. That was, I mean, probably isn't that hard to get Back to the Future rights. Is it? I, I guess can't I don't know. Imagine. Anyway. You Not had a point about the Terminator. The so. hottest property. But maybe a little overdone on that aspect of it with the whole, like, okay, I get it. He's a very strong man. Right. And, like, he shrugs off bullets the same way the Terminator yeah, did. Yeah, it's a little much. Oh, yeah. By, by the way, he's wearing, he's wearing body armor. Body You're like, armor. whoa, okay, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> um, 
it was a very good gag the first time though i it like was a great uh, gag the first I, time i burst out laughing in what was supposed to be a tense scene because it was <laughs> like the visuals like was so the same right so other than dustin the the teens eventually get it together and they become the group that is the main uh foil for fighting the mind flayer uh who I guess Billy and the Mind Flayer, who end up being our two big bads for this season. I liked especially with Billy the scene in the uh, sauna. I think that that was some of the best acting of the whole season. Where he pops yeah, out absolutely. of that thing, and that was really good. Yeah, yeah. The, just some of the like physicality of that acting, where he's like, he really looks like he's really suffering. In there. You kind of wondered last season when they added him and uh, Max to the show. Max, who, what, how did she end up at the end of this is the question. I don't, I don't quite understand the answer to, we'll get to that at the end, but like, they seem to make him unlikable, right? And the, he was the the second season, he was kind of like a jerk, but. He was the dirtbag older brother who like, maybe you weren't clear if he was abusing Max or not. Right. And then somewhere in the off season, everyone in town fell in love with him. Okay. I wanted to talk about this for a second. Was this like mad creepy intentionally? Yes. I assume it was, right? I think it's supposed to be. Okay. Because it's... Well, well done then. It's an 80s film thing, right? They're they're trying to not only do the 80s as it was, but also as people remember it. And like, there was a weird thing in a lot... Go watch those movies. There's a weird thing with teens and moms going on there. A lot of Oedipus stuff. Okay, I guess, you know, as thoroughly debunked as Freud has been, he's still popular in the movies. <laughs> I, he was then, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I didn't just, I didn't find it out of place for an 80s film, right? Like, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm just double-checking that I'm seeing stuff that, like, everyone else is also seeing. That, right, yeah. That, that, there were a couple scenes in the beginning where it's like... It was really creepy. Who could possibly believe that Mike's mom is, like going to do this no one right yeah and obviously she doesn't right no one would believe it if she did yeah so that's why i was like so they kind of left it ambiguous for part of it there and you were like there's no possible way she actually did that right that would just be terrible right due to her character right so anyway (sighs) so the russians have built yes. a gigantic complex under the star court. Our new, maybe favorite character, uh, Alexi. No, well, right? oh, wait, uh, hold on. We have to get to because they don't get Alexi. No, no, he's way later. Not, wait until, not yet. Right. Um, so are you talking Robin? Robin and Steve. Steve, yeah. who they make into the the funniest sad sack. <sighs> he just. Literally and figuratively, he just takes beating after beating. (laughs) You really got to feel bad for Steve. He did the thing that people in the 80s, like the opposite trajectory that 80s movies would have had him on, right? He was the popular guy in high school. He played sports. He definitely was going to do great in life. And then he took the opposite trajectory and is just like reliving high school glory, you know? Uh, yeah, and he knows. Oh, he already knows, though, that he's messed up, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and so we get to meet him and Robin, the most popular uh, costumes at Comic Con. 
Robin sign being the most popular Stranger Things meme now. What's that? That episode where she's like holding up the sign that says like, you something and then you suck in the other column. There's a bunch of tally marks. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where she could just, that sign has been photoshopped to everything <laughs> at this point. <laughs> she just has a great look on her face when she does it. Yeah. Well, her whole character is great. The actress did a great job. Uh, I guess shout out to Maya Hawk. I don't know what she's been in before this. I want to say that she is related to someone. She's Ethan Hawk's daughter. Well, there we go. There you go. No kidding, really? Yeah. Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. Well, that sure makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. She looks like Uma Thurman. A little bit. I didn't... I wouldn't have pegged her as Uma Thurman's daughter just off the top I, of my head. I also would not have done that, but yes. Well, I just she, read that on the internet. A born actor. <laughs> yeah, she did great. She did One great. Of, easily my favorite addition to the cast. This Well, maybe second favorite. I don't know. There's a... She's very good. Okay. My guess is you mean uh, Lucas's sister as your favorite? Yeah, Lucas's sister is very good. <laughs> uh, she's a, she's not in it the whole way, though, which is the no, whole No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Thankfully. Cause I would, she would be like too ch- much. If super was... child endangerment at a certain point. Yeah. Operation child endangerment. Yeah. She, she even says, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So we've got that crew. Uh, Dustin comes back from his camp, and uh, we get some great moments with him and Steve. It's a that's a cool, weird friendship that they have. Did you guys believe Susie was real? I did. Yes. Okay. I totally did not. I was pretty oh. sure he was making it up the whole time. Okay. I uh, I think if I think they wouldn't have kept hitting the had all the characters hitting the joke so hard about her being fake if she was actually going to be fake. Chekhov's radio tower, dude. Okay, meta gaming it here, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they had to use the radio tower for something. Yeah, fair. Yep. Uh, so that's the crew Chekhov's that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm just using that from now on for everything. Like, oh it's yeah, like, like, I mean, uh, th- look, they're not that subtle about the plot in this thing, so I could totally understand. You know. Time, time, time in on that quote because you're right, and you can see a lot of stuff coming, including some stuff at the end, and it's still enjoyable. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. The whole way, you're like, okay, well, this is what's going to happen next, clearly, and this is what's going to happen next, clearly, and it was still great. I think a lot of credit should be given to. I I don't know how they write these episodes or they divide that duty up or if there's a room or individual directors or whatever a lot of credit should be given to whoever like punches up all the dialogue in all of these scenes because (laughs) it's the thing that it's like each character gets their little quips and their little like character traits and their little bits of development even though you're pretty sure you know where this is all gonna go you know it's like uh hopper and joyce are just having this like little heart-to-heart conversation, you know, about Eleven and Mike and all this. And you really get, like, Hopper hitting his stuff and Joyce hitting her stuff and, like, you know, trying to be the mom that and the, like, kind of the the female presence that Hopper doesn't have really in his life. And it's so good. 
Yeah. I'm not sure that I particularly enjoyed um, them trying to, well, Hopper particularly trying to further that relationship beyond where it had, like, naturally settled. Yeah. It was a strained thing that ended up being only for the ending, I think, yeah. in my mm-hmm. opinion. But it felt strained at the beginning. I didn't. Feel, I didn't believe that part of it. And we and we got to talk about the ending when we get there. Oh uh, yeah, we'll do that. Um, so the ice cream crew figures out that the Russians are there thanks to Robin and her amazing ear. Z, I guess ears. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she's got two. Yeah. You know, figure people say you have an ear for something, but anyway, they crack the code. Code, which apparently. Eh, you know, not that hard to crack <laughs> if you stand in the mall. Um, I'm not quite certain what the code actually meant because, like, what would you learn well, by standing in the mall? I don't. Well, I, I think they were just trying to say, like, hey, these are the delivery trucks or whatever that are coming yeah. oh, that have it. our okay. stuff got versus it. the other stuff. Got it. Yep. Okay. And, and when. Got it. I didn't quite remember or catch that. Um, they check all that out. Some of them get captured with, and then they get shot with, I would guess is like LSD or something. I was pretty unclear about what the goal of injecting them with whatever that was at the time. It was worth it for the viewer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Some, some sort of truth serum cocktail. Yeah. Um, Somewhere in here, Hopper and Joyce have discovered that there's some sort of thing happening because of the magnets. Right. Joyce's magnets fall off her fridge on the day she's supposed to go meet Hopper for dinner. And then she gets too invested in looking at why her magnet fell off her fridge to meet Hopper for dinner. And then she goes and meets the scientist guy and he teaches her about magnets work and whatever. Yeah. I don't How did do, do you remember how she convinces Hopper to go around looking at farms? Oh, because it's because of Klein, right? Like yeah, figure he out that Klein has been helping people, and then yeah, they get Hopper the deeds. strong arms the mayor, and then right, you know, gets info, and then goes out there, and then the mayor tips off the guy, and then the Terminator scene. So I think this is the chance for maybe, maybe if Robin. If Robin's not my favorite, then it's who they find underground, Alexi. Yeah. AKA I really, Smirnoff is what he calls him. <laughs> Hopper calls him Smirnoff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or maybe Murray. Really, Murray's pretty good too. I really enjoyed almost all of the scenes with Murray and Alexi trying to like be buds or whatever. <laughs> like the bromance. Like, yeah, just like Alexi in you know, telling like, are these people really this dumb? And Murray being <laughs> like, Please work with me here. <laughs> I kind of feel like everybody that was watching that show kind of like late at night feeling lazy. If you were eating, a, you know, like popcorn or whatever, Murray's like your spirit animal for half of it where you're just like, I wish <laughs> I wish I could care as little as Murray about everything in his life except for what he deems to be the most important thing, you know? He really has like a specific energy. And it's <laughs> he does. Good. That is true. Also, PhD level psychoanalyzing people. Oh, it's so oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really has certain people's number, especially. <laughs> oh. And like, it's like he and Alexi in the backseat of that car while Hopper and Joyce are driving them. Was it to the fair or whatever? Right. Yeah. It's like, back. are you two just going to kiss or whatever? Like, get this over with. They haven't kissed yet. <laughs> they haven't kissed yet. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, Hopper has a great psychoanalyst moment where he lets Alexi go. 
He's like that is that might be his best scene in this season in the whole show so far for Hopper was when you you've come to know Hopper over two seasons as like the guy that can get it done. Right. Yeah. But mostly just by doing not by, you know, coming up with with some master plan. But he kind of proves and it's great how they let him prove that he's got chops and understanding people as well and he's just like no man he's gonna get you know out there and he's gonna realize alexi can't go back there's not a scratch on him they're gonna think he cooperated with us he has to know that he has to stay here that's a pretty great moment it's like hopper thought through all the ways this guy could do and then he was like it doesn't really matter if he leaves he's gonna come back because there's nothing he can do right right so that was pretty cool, I thought. Um, that that crew really develops into something fun. Yes, easily those scenes were my favorite parts of this season. I think. Mm-hmm. I liked that they. I think that if we we still haven't really talked about the teen crew as much. Um, they, it. I think you have to talk about them as a group after. Um, uh man, I'm so bad at names this season because they they were all split up. Nancy and, Nancy and Jonathan. Jonathan kind of join forces with them and and start to figure it all out together. Because you have that Nancy and Jonathan newspaper thing, where kind of like is a is a indictment of women in the workplace and how they were treated. Not indictment of women in the workplace, but you know, the treatment of, of the treatment of women in the workplace. Um, yeah. 80s media culture being oh, you know what it was and just like can't be good yeah get me coffee lady yeah um so that was kind of like oh okay i guess and then they they kind of join up and go to the hospital with the other crew after that crew gets back together so that's when you can kind of talk them about them all as a group i guess yeah, so they've uh, come to realize the same thing through through two different paths. The right. younger kids following Pre- Billy. Previous Nancy to that, uh, sorry, previous to that, Eleven and Sam become pretty good friends. Max? Max, Max not Sam. Why did I say Sam? I don't know. Eleven and Max become good friends. So that's that's kind of where they are before they all come together at the hospital, yep. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And definitely like the, I don't know. It's interesting, again, that they sort of get them to the same places but one through like you know ye old time detective work of calling and hitting houses and you know doing the street reporting stuff and the kids who have will who literally sees and feels things that no one else is privy to and then 11 who has you know psychic powers or whatever and they both get to the point of like man we should go check out this hospital the younger kids were tracking Billy at the same time that Nancy and Jonathan were following uh, the old lady. Uh, right, just- right, right. So that's kind of like there's a lot of enjoyable stuff that we talk about there, right? And there's a sure. lot of great moments. But that took us maybe, what, 10, 15 minutes to get through all that. That was like episodes two through five, five and yeah. a half. Yeah, right. th- th- these these parts of this show were easily the the parts we were talking about up top where like man they really stretched this out. This is the this was the filling for the show that needed to be you right. know, maybe two 2 hour movies. Those those were the the moments that were great to pick out in the slow parts and then you get to to the uh hospital and 
people have been flayed. A lot of people have been flayed. A lot of really gross stuff. I was going to say, is now now a good time to talk about the number of animals and people that start turning inside out in this season? Yes. Remember, this is the content (laughs) warning of of this. It is just unbelievably gross looking. Gruesome. And And bones and just the sound. Good job on the sound editing. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, the whole season so far, rats have just been sort of exploding. And because they're rats, you're kind of like, oh, that's gross. But then it starts happening to people. And they, yeah. the skin just sort of sloughs off of them and they become this gross mass. But they imply that they're still alive or something in there. Yeah, I wasn't real sure about that. That seemed kind of like a throwaway line that they didn't do anything with. It seemed like, yeah, they were going to say that all the people that were flayed, they might could could maybe be saved. And then by the end of this, it's just like, nope, the whole town of Hawkins has been wiped off the map. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of, that was one of the dangling threads of this season that was kind of frustrating. When you see some, like, quite a large number of people in that basement at one point. You know, like police officers and nurses and all these, you know, various townsfolk and stuff, including like various people's parents. And like that you're like, I, you know, it, if all these people just all of a sudden died, someone is going to notice. Yeah. What happened to, you know, missing persons reports and stuff, you know, yeah, like 150 people die in random town, you know, in the Midwest is not like gonna go unnoticed <laughs> right and you know season one they had a lot of like hopper actually doing police police work and so you saw other police officers and this one is just like hopper has gone rogue and then they don't have any other police or anybody doing anything yeah you get like a call from them at one point being like sure if you're really like not doing your job and then he just like ignores it yeah that's a rough one so uh the hospital who wants to take this monstrosity on the like gross flesh sludge entrails monster that was nancy's boss and the mean uh gary Busey or what jake Busey uh and part of mrs driscoll i guess probably and like whatever it is just yeah hard to yeah and so there's like you know some cool action scenes here um you know uh nancy and Jonathan trying to fight it off and it it, it felt a lot like uh, how is no one at the hospital hearing any of this <laughs> or is literally every person there flayed so they could just no, do whatever I they think, want like, I think at certain points you see the like the hospital staff lying around dead so I just sort of assume that everyone has already been killed by these two or these three yeah okay they imply that a lot of people have been murdered in the ward I guess I missed that because that definitely makes me feel less bad about it when like the monster is literally smashing entire rooms or whatever. And the receptionist is downstairs like, do do do. Well, I think that's another, that's another eighties joke. The like clueless receptionist who's on the phone the whole time. Yeah. So they 11 fights off the mini mind flare, uh, making it run away through the sewers, which was disgusting. Oh yeah, yes. it, dissol- it re-dissolves. Oh. Every time that thing did anything was super gross. Uh they call Hopper calls in the military, but nobody that was a weird little like government code, bureaucracy code uh. thing that was interesting. 
And then the mind is this player the part where Joyce gets on the phone and yells at them. Yes, also? Calls, uh, calls the guy back. Yeah, that scene was good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Uh, Levin tries to find the mind player, uh, which unintentionally reveals herself to Billy, which is important later, I guess. And I think, then so. I, sorry, I want to talk about like Billy and the mind player real quick here. For sure. A yeah. Yeah. I got the impression or the way they kind of laid it out by the end that Billy was the mind flayer, right? Like they were, despite the fact that it had like this gross sludge body under the mill or whatever, at least at various points in the show, it's literally like just possessing him. He wasn't like, he was more special than the rest of the, you know, flayed people. I think I just kind of a good reading or no. I think I uh, approached it as Billy is more like patient zero, right? Mm-hmm. He's the he's the first lieutenant in this army that the Mind Flayer is putting together. And so he has, you know, he has abilities that no one else gets. He doesn't have to be dissolved and absorbed. He is kind of the the mind flayer's eyes and ears in the real world. Importantly, the mind flayer needed someone to do things for him other places than where the mind flayer was, right? Right. So certainly, right. It made sense to keep one or two or, you know, whatever, however many he can do. I I had a weird reaction to how Billy and the Mind Flayer interacted because it was implied that the way that Will was possessed by the Mind Flayer was the same as the way Billy was, but Will never acted that way. And they were able to get it out of Will, right? Like, they made it leave Will, which is why it was still in this world, because it got trapped here. Mm -hmm. So, it was definitely like a different... It it seemed like a different scale or, or... different level of powers or something happened with the writing of that possession, either between seasons or something either, either there's different levels of possession or flaying or whatever you want to call it. Or, or Billy was, yeah, some sort of special case or more infested or something. Cause definitely will was not eating stuff and trying to, you know, right. It seemed to have like agency over Billy's actions in a bigger degree than to a lot of the other people who eventually just became like worker bees to the hive, you know? Yeah. It just, the whole thing was like very, I was constantly wondering to like, what level was this, the person versus, well, eh, it got, it was pretty clear that it was generally the mind flare, but then the person still had some level of agency somehow. I got really confused. Like at some points, like who, who was in control here in some of these parts, right? Right, yeah, especially with like the specifically with Billy, the other people seemed well, he sent people clear. to their jobs and stuff to go be back in the community, so right, I don't know it yeah, maybe maybe it could have been a little more explained, I don't know i I don't know either, I think it's just kind of like a an artifact of the way the thing works that it's confusing. Just in general, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's probably best that they didn't, they didn't dwell on it. You you end up getting mired in like, oh, okay, so this is how exactly how it has to work in the future or whatever. Right. You want to leave it yeah. a little mysterious. That's some of the fun. Yeah. Um. And so the flayed all turn. Ugh. 
<laughs> turn the basement into some sort of cesspool of whatever, and then become the mind flayer. And that is like two through six. And then you're like, oh, okay, so stuff's going to pop off now. Right? Like, you wait six episodes, basically, to figure it all out. Right. Um, and then you kind of get the episode seven and eight action movie ending. Yeah. Very which, much so. Which you're, you've been waiting for, right? Right. Yeah, they did a good job. They did maybe a little bit. Maybe, maybe it was seven episodes instead of eight. I don't know that there was so much ton to cut in the middle there. It just seemed... The pacing was a little off in terms of the, and, and I think that it was everybody discovering everything all separately. And then you're like, I know, I know that people are eating this stuff and be, you know, like, yeah, I saw it I already. Think, I don't think that necessarily they could have like condensed the arcs or anything. I mean, eight episodes for a TV season is, you know, uh, 10 good. and eight seem to be the, the number these days. Yep. Uh, for these kind of Netflixy one season per whatever shows, uh, so I'm not really mad about that. It's just that I think the I don't know, I'm not mad about any of it, but I think the the issue right is that they had these really awesome ending ideas and these like really great setups, and then the problem is that like they kind of spin their wheels for a bit in the middle, and then they when when everything kicks in and all the gears catch and everything's moving, then you're like, oh man, this is great, but yeah, it takes until episodes like six, seven, and eight before you get there. Well, they had to do a lot in the middle. I understand why it happened. They had totally. to do a lot in the middle, right? They had to get you to know Robin so that at the end, when they, you know, give the re real big reveal about, you know, in the 80s, she comes out to somebody, and that's like a big deal. And you feel that, right? right? Because you spent so much extra time with them in the elevator. Like, that's a scene where you're like, ah, oh, that could be cut or whatever, right? We didn't need Steve peeing on the side of the wall. But, like... If there wasn't that stuff with Robin and Steve in the elevator, would we have? Would it have been as impactful when they're in the bathroom later and he's she's just like nobody? No, no totally not right. But yeah, I think so it's the, tough. It's you, you tough. could have had them go on some kind of different quest to learn yes, yes, right. different information sure. as opposed to sure. similar information. Sure. Right? Yeah, there's definitely like a pacing and choices thing that happened, uh, but overall good. So I guess we got to finish it out overall, and then we talk about where everybody ends up. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Mind Flayer finds them because Eleven tried to find it and Billy tracked her down somehow. I don't know how they knew where the house was, but they, they, they did. Well, it's uh, like the, I think, I think it, they, am oh, go ahead, Michael. I was going to say, I think the, the Mind Flayer gets into her head the same okay. way she gets into Billy's. Yeah. Uh, it, it's implied in, uh, it's implied in the other seasons, I think, that the, that, mental spy thing is actually two-way but the other people generally don't have psychic powers or don't know about it and obviously the mind flare super does right yeah dustin's in big trouble uh so after 11 gets wounded and they fix patch her up uh they head over to the mall to try and get dustin and steve and robin and uh i don't remember Ryan lucas's sister's name again erica erica, erica yes that's right uh, to try and help them out. It doesn't go so good. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we lose Alexi at the fair permanently, which was the, also the impactful. Yeah. It was yeah. really sad, right? The Russian guy who you thought had kind of been, like, left in the woods, like, <laughs> hundreds of miles away, apparently was not so far away that he couldn't walk back in the span of an episode or two. 
Well, uh, yeah, and have Klein call him and show up like immediately with a whole bunch right. of dudes. I mean, that was that was the Terminator problem of like, oh man, come on, you know, like, that's, he's that's not everywhere. The funhouse scene that was so yes. good though. That was that was a good setup. It was the a scene right. Oh god. Oh, I was just to say that that is one of my first two examples here of the end of the show. Um, it's just too telegraphed because they gave him this Terminator persona. You knew when he that this amazing scene was going to happen, and it was full, I want to say that I fully enjoyed the scene in the funhouse. I had a great time. I thought that it was cinematography, cinematography wise, it was like perfect. But you knew he blasted him with that gun like eight times. But you watch, and he shoots him only in the chest. And you're like, okay, yeah. cool, Terminator moment. He's going to stand back up, you mm-hmm. know. And you're like, come on, to have the have the cool scene. The really cool scene be a really cool scene. Don't make me think at the beginning of it, well, there's no point to this because he's not going to kill him here. I think that, uh, I think you can literally say exactly that complaint about the ending of this show. I agree with you. (laughs) Ahead of when we spoil the ending, 100% agree with you. All right. um, Let's let's like get there here. We'll get there. The yep. big, they fight the big monster uh, in the mall. They run away. There's cars being thrown all over the place, and uh, they're having a, a shootout with the Russians at some point in here, and down in the the basement as Alexi and Joyce and Hopper are on their crazy suicide mission <laughs> to try and close the gate or whatever. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting little plan they had. Uh, they know they thanks to Alexi that they have to blow up the machine to close the gate, but they need a like key. And so there's the whole like infiltrating a Russian base again, but this time the adults do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably the only instance of stuff that I was like, okay, we've already done this. Let's like move it along here in the last couple episodes. And then the last episode has a lot going on. Um, 11 uses her powers to get rid of the wound that the mind flare gave her. Uh, then the big, yeah, the big monster shows up and they fight it again in the mall. Uh, well, yep. they try to run away, right? But then they have yep. to fight it in the mall. Uh, so they fight it with the fireworks from the supermarket. And I thought it was beautiful. But also, if you set off gigantic fireworks in the mall. Yeah, where are there no fires? There's like, it would be, it would be so loud you couldn't hear. You like damaged everybody's earring permanently. The glass atop the mall would have all shattered. I think it had already shattered at that point from the mind flare coming in. Okay, all of it just gone. Yeah, I, I right. think it fair was enough. mostly gone at that. All point. right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it, uh, there's and like you know all the plants would have been on fire. There would have been. It was pretty. You know, it was very it was cool. Very a lot of those scenes of the fireworks blowing up on top of the monster and like it kind of recoiling in horror and the whole thing yeah. was really good. Um, they underground doesn't go so hot. Hopper and the Terminator have to fight, and uh, they get stuck on the other side of a damaged reactor, and that's when we get our scene of what, what could have been a extremely powerful moment where Hopper. Gets aced by the machine. And Joyce having to really reach over there to turn the second key together to right. close the gate and not wanting to wait until Hopper is out. And then, yep. And uh, no, seeing that he can't get back and knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. There's the scene there with um, right before they shut the gate, I guess, where Billy 
Eleven accesses Billy's memories and um, tells him about his mother, which I guess maybe he doesn't remember her or he didn't remember her. It was an interesting implication that, like, he could be unflayed by his own memories. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like the end there was kind of just like their attempt at showing you why Billy was such a jerk. And I liked it. It was good, but it's like, okay, you can't, like, redeem a lifetime of crap actions by saying, like, he had a bad childhood. It's like, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's accurate, right? Like... Oh, yeah, totally. This makes sense. And I don't know that you... I don't know. I don't know what you're... You definitely, like... I, I'm just saying, at the end of the day, like... Uh, I'm knowing, glad they gave us that insight to his character. Knowing but like, that Billy I wasn't, was... I wasn't going to forgive him, right? Sure. You weren't going to forgive him, but at least you could feel something when he died. Yes. Yeah. Right? You were like, ah, this is a loss because maybe there could have been a redeemable person later. Right. Yeah. But it's a, you know, then at least you feel... Like, okay, well, but Billy's really gone here. He sacrifices himself to hold off 11. Then they shut down the gate. Popper is in dusted. Yep. And uh, the Mind Flayer collapses and dies. And lo and behold, Dr. Owens shows up with the military two seconds too late. Too late as usual. Mm-hmm. And then we get some really sad wrap-up moments here with Eleven getting to read that letter that Hopper had written. Oh, not well... Yeah, well, you gotta we gotta throw in there that there's a three month time jump there, yes. And uh, yeah, read you read she reads the letter, and I think we can we leave the letter for the end. Okay, I mean that scene was good, but the problem with can it we, is that just, it, can we leave the letter for a second and the whole okay. what what it's about? Okay, let's talk about it. everybody else here at the end. Uh, oh sure, yeah, yeah. Joyce is leaving. As she was going to before Hopper disappeared, right? Um, because right. so she didn't want to leave town. Will Joyce, Will, and, and Eleven. Right. She's yeah, taking Eleven with her, right? Uh, are and moving. is Jonathan and Nancy also moving? It wasn't clear to me. Jonathan is moving, and Just Nancy Jonathan. is not. Right. Ah, so, uh, okay. So, uh, and then Max is alone. No, her, their parents are her, they still live with their dad. Who? Isn't he? No, I've never seen their dad. Yes, you haven't ever two. seen him. Whoa, no, 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 he was no, in no, season not two. In this, no. Not in this season, though. You no, don't see him in this season, but he was in season two. Where was he in season two? There's I didn't see scene, him one time. There's a scene with their dad where um, Billy is, Billy's trying to go out for the night and his dad stops him. Oh. Yeah. He was in season two, but okay, totally I do not remember that three. at all. Yeah, so they live at home with their dad. Okay, got it. And clearly, the dad is just like all the way checked out on Billy, and you know, just assumes I he guess. ran away. Or uh, so interestingly, yeah. we don't find out anything. This is one of the problems with the ending. It's been three months. There's the sad Joyce is moving, and she's taking Mike. Uh, she's taking Eleven and Will and uh, Jonathan. And they make plans to see each other at Thanksgiving, so we know, okay, next season will start around then. But there's no, like, there's no, what happened? Like, oh, did did the government cover, I, we are we supposed to assume the government covered it all up? 
you get well you get that brief news story right and that's that is their like recap that's a tough one that's a tough sell yeah um, it's not it, they leave stuff dangling like i said there was you know there are some plot threads that kind of end up dangling sure. at the end of this and sure. this absolutely like what happens to max is certainly one of them oh it's a huge one i think and yeah. um you know separating it. so the last ish part of the show here is that um Earlier on in the show, Hopper decided he was going to try and give a big speech before he went off on Will, right? He was going to give them the big speech of, like, this is what I feel and these are the things that are in your future. On Mike. Um, on Mike, on, yeah. Well, he's gonna, he was going to do that to both of them, right? He was going to give them both the speech like Joyce had suggested. Mike and Eleven. Mike, though, Mike and Eleven. Will. Sorry, I'm yeah, at, I meant Mike. <laughs> no worries. Sorry, I didn't mean Will. Um, so he had had that letter, I guess, somewhere that she found and gave it to L and I, it is very good. The letter is great. The letter is great. And the scene is good. The scene is good. It's well shot. It's emotional. Yes. Everything about it is perfect. A great send off to a character who is gone, right? Did either of you for one minute think Hopper was dead? As I was watching that scene, yes. Nope. Yeah, I, I, I think I would have to agree with that. Okay, so here's the problem I had with this whole show. Uh, I had guessed from the beginning that anyone got dusted by the machine was was in the Upside Down. Mm. And so I had a very hard time, especially with that hopper send off believing it. And while watching it, I could tell the actors didn't even believe it. It was not what I would have predicted. Alexi got a bigger send off than hopper did. I think if you bought that hopper was actually gone, that that send off was very good. I guess the problem is you didn't buy it. I, it was emotional. I thought it was like really well done. And I felt, like, oh, it's so sad that this character that we've, you know, come to love over these three seasons is gone. And then they, with the final stinger, they completely undermine it. They should yeah. never, ever, 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 ever have put this in the show. That stinger is the worst thing about the entire season. And I 100% agree. infuriated me. Because I would have rewatched this episode afterwards if that stinger wasn't on there. And I would have thought, oh my god, I can't believe I was wrong. And that last scene would I would have watched it two or three times because yeah, they, t- they Hopper's gone and that's it. It should you know so they totally don't show it right, which is absolutely like a meta knowledge of you know movies and TV. Like if they don't show the guy getting got, you can maybe think if he's there or not. Right, right. Yeah. But <laughs> they super do a good job of selling you on it until the stinger, where then they say the American. You're like, all right, well, who cares? This is dumb. Why did we waste all this emotional energy <laughs> two, on this earlier part? Two two problems with it is well, beca- here's why they did it. But two problems with it is they already set up that they can't open a gate in Russia, right? We have to be in yeah, Hawkins to open the gate. So how did they get they, a demogorgon? How did they get people out of the upside down? Like what? What the heck? Well, there are also other. They do also say there are other places that a gate can be I open. Okay. So, well, I guess presuma- presumably the- you could you could assume that maybe they have this. The base in Hawkins isn't the first one they've built. Well, it's clearly not because they had tried to build the gate in the Russia before. But 
Oh yeah. I, I mean, they showed the the previous incarnation of that base, right? When then the yeah. general says like, you have two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Disappointing. Very, 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 very disappointing. I, I, I had a feeling that whole time and it was just like, uh-huh, here we go. And like the reveal of the cool, like albino demogorgon or whatever that they have down there was like, oh, wow, you know, there's going to be more of this and like, you know, bringing the demogorgon back after basically being, you know, all mind flayer this past season and actually the season before too, really. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was really great. But then now it's just like all completely undermined with the like Hopper stuff. I was like, what? Ah, such a frustrating decision, you know, because if they had just left it with like, you know, showing the Demogorgon and then like feeding some prisoner to it. Cool setup for season four, you know, I have to say that they are concerned. They were 100 percent concerned that people would not watch season four if they thought Hopper was dead. Oh, absolutely. Which is a I, terrible, I either... terrible decision. Well, I th- I think it's one though that that gets made a lot with a character who becomes people's favorites. I I hate that they do that though. I think the creators should have the latitude to say, "Hey, we can we're going to kill this guy off. I don't care that his Q score is high or whatever. The he's the most popular character on the show. If the story needs him to die, then the story needs him to die. They should be allowed to do that." Yeah, and on a platform like Netflix, you would hope that they are given more freedom than a, you know, a network show where they're beholden to ratings. I can't imagine that the ratings or the like of this would have gone down one penny, one drop in the bucket if Hopper had for real died at the end. And I think that it would have just ended up building more hype and speculation about the next season. Yep. Because inevitably it would leak that he was shown on the set. And then there'd be all these people, oh, is it a dream? Oh, is he back? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, and now yeah, it's just and like you have him show up every day on set in that stupid shirt, right? Until he gets onto a blocked out part of the set so nobody knows. Right. I don't so know. who knows, man? I don't know. Ah. Now there is, you know, there is the the slightest chance that it is a big troll and that he's not the American. If if no, that is the if case, that is I the case, I'm doubly mad. I will well, I will feel cheated because Again. I will have I will have spent this whole time not feeling the ending completely of last season, right? Right, and I don't, and I think that like when I heard her read that letter, when he reads it to her, right, right, it was a super powerful moment that I had an itch in the back of my brain about like this is a they're pulling on your heartstrings a little too hard, right? They've done it three mm. or four times here. I'm starting to pretty much be confirmed in my brain that he's not dead. And I got out of my own brain or out of, uh, yeah, I got out of the heart moment and into my own brain too much. Whereas mm-hmm. I really, if he's not, if he's, if they, if they've trolled and it's a different American, I don't know who it could, it's not going to be Bob. Who else could it possibly be? <laughs> You know, it's um, Barb. It can't be Bob. It's impossible. No, I said it's Barb. Oh, it's Barb. No, there's, <laughs> we've seen Barb. She's dead. Uh, yeah, you saw her dead in the second season. Yeah, but you know, I think the I think it just may still be possible that Hopper spent a bunch of time in the Upside Down or whatever, and then they fished him out, 
and you know I, there's still stuff to learn there i suppose but absolutely yeah. and it's even the cre- it's the even good decision sucks it's a thousand percent still cool if he comes back in season four without this season this scene right yeah exactly <sighs> i can't believe it's in there i really can't i just and every like, part of me that- wishes i had just turned it off yeah and like i hate that we're harping on it like this because everything else was really pretty good and this was the thing that just like undermined the like what could have been the great ending instead to just like okay you know i i just ah it's frustrating because i really enjoyed watching it like i think my wife and i turned around and watched all eight episodes of this within like a week under a week maybe Mm -hmm. like we couldn't stop (laughs) And it was really, really great popcorn television. And then just, ah, so frustrating. Yeah, you'd think with the success of things like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones was successful because it became about who's going to die. But And the reason the last few seasons of Game of Thrones really sucked is because they didn't commit to any of that stuff, and no yeah. one died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The being noncommittal and, with a, a premium show at this point in time just seems wrong choice-wise. I, yeah. I and really... I, it's, and it's unfortunate because they didn't even have to commit here. They could yeah. have left it like he was dead and then chosen to not commit later and still had a cool thing. But, yeah. In a 5,000-word synopsis of this season, right, where you're where you're telling everybody everything that happened and how good it was, it really sucks that like 12 sentences, there are 12 words at the very end, right? Of this thing. It just ruined it in terms of, I, I'm, obviously we're all going to watch season four. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, man. It, it just going leaves a bit of a bad taste. Right. Yeah. It's why I never watch. I never watch previously ons. I never watch previews ever. I don't want to know. I'm not I'm not about like oh god, I can't go on the internet, I can't do this, I can't do that, but like just don't make those things separate for the people that need them, but please they're, they're edited in such a way that they just give so much away. And this is almost like having done a preview. It's like season 4 preview, here you go. Whereas the season 4 preview might never have shown Hopper. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know how... Yeah, it, and it was a relatively... Was it a, more than a year since the last season? Yeah, about two years, tw- right? Uh, yeah. No, is it two years? Almost, maybe. Two and a half? Hmm. But I, I feel like they're kind of setting this as like, we're going to take a break now, or it felt like that year to me half, anyway. Yeah. yeah, year and a half. So, oh, all right, well, I guess that's kind of the pace these Netflix shows go then. So, it could, I don't know what I'm talking about. It could very easily be another year. You know, the first one was like a year. Then it was like a year and a half. I could see it being it's, another like year and a half, letting the kids grow up a little bit and like being at the end of high school and the, they haven't seen each other that much or whatever, you know? Yeah. I, you know, do a time skip again. Totally. Yeah. Yep. It's still a great show. It's just, I have no, ne- I don't think that. While we've been confused about some stuff that they've done and like, oh, I don't quite understand that. Or like, oh, I didn't quite believe this part or whatever. It's just in three seasons, finally seeing the last one where you're the last scene where you're like, what are you doing? It feels like a out of character for them. Completely. 
Yeah, I still will say that you know the the show has it in visual design and sound and music, and they just every season they knock it out of the park with that stuff. And it's just unfortunate that in this case they were let down by the little a little story thing that was avoidable. I will fully admit if it's a troll, that it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they super got me like a thousand percent. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, if it's a troll, it's a good one. But I just don't know who could possibly be the American other than Opper. You know? Yeah. And it definitely feels and like one of those, please don't quit on us. He'll be back in season four. Yeah, I mean, if for the purposes of it being a troll, it, it wouldn't matter who it was, right? They don't have to be They don't have to be instrumental to the plot in any way. Yeah, that's true. Could be Billy, I guess. No, I can't. I don't. No. Yeah, no. It, no. it, it doesn't make any real sense. Real strange. No. No one other than Hopper makes any sense. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. <sighs> Does that mean the Russian guy's alive, too, because he got dusted by the machine, kind of? Possible. I think okay. he got exploded by the machine before okay. getting turned to dust. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, JJ, you mentioned something about movie-wise that you wanted to talk about? Oh, um... No, I don't remember what I was oh, talking about. Oh, it was something about it being almost a movie or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. The show has, a like, this season, and actually season two, in a way, has, like, a really, like, they could have done two Netflix-style movies instead of a TV show, and I wonder if it would be, like, a lot tighter and people would really like it more in a lot of ways. Um, It would alleviate that problem of the spinning wheels in the middle and the character arcs that kind of end up like just existing and then being resolved in or like within the span of four episodes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, eh, I don't, you know, it's obviously way too late to change now since this TV series is wildly popular and like, why would Netflix kill the golden cow here? <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I think that's three, one, two for me or one, one, three, two. One, three, yeah. Two. One, three, two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we are all in agreement. Really, really good. I mean, it's very close. I, I haven't watched rewatched one, but in terms of quality, it's it's right up there with number one. Uh, one probably just has the like, oh, this is awesome factor. <laughs> yeah, the novelty. Yeah, yeah, especially since the introductions are really strong. Yeah, absolutely. Any closing thoughts on Stranger Things? Everybody should watch it. Like, if you liked. If you didn't watch it at all, you should start with the, you. Why did you listen to this? <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, I th- I think the only like disqualifying thing would be like if you really just hate like teen stuff. There's a lot of teenness specifically in this show. Sure. Then if you can't stand that for whatever reason, I guess don't watch this. But as evidenced by how popular it is, everyone should watch it. <laughs> eh. They used to have what was it? Uh nancy do that kind of stuff right it was like nancy was the teen angst with steve and then mm-hmm. they, that kind of stuff disappeared really quick when they're like people don't like steve we should make him cool and then they made him too yeah. cool so they couldn't kill him well i just mean the the characters are aging in such a way that you're going to get more teen more teen stuff before you get less right yes huh all right Stranger Things season three. That was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Can really I good. can I go on record before we close out here and say that Lucas is now the worst character for his views on New Coke? <laughs> <laughs>
No. Wow. No. You don't think Erica's uh, burgeoning communism is the uh, <laughs> the thing to, to harp on? Do we have to pick our favorite and our least favorite characters here? Is that what we're doing? Nah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> they were all I think we have consensus on who our favorites were this season. Yeah. Y- yeah. You know, I... Yeah. Robin, Alexi, great additions. Sad, obviously, a little bit. Murray, weirdly stealing the show. A little so good, yeah. yeah. I I think that without Murray doing, and this is just a weird aside, I guess at the end. But without Murray doing the little escapades into the Russian base, would have been kind of unbelievable and boring. Yeah, I think. Yeah, personally, yeah. Bald eagle, bald eagle. Right. <laughs>